welcome to Alumni Voices, a podcast series from Oxford University. I'm Paul Hammond-Davies, and every month I speak to a former student about their days at Oxford and the impact of their studies upon their career. For this episode, I'm joined by Ruby Wax, most well known for her work as a comedian and increasingly for her campaigning about mental health. Her latest book is A Mindfulness Guide for the Frazzled. Ruby was recently awarded an OBE for services to mental health. Her interest in mindfulness and mental health developed when she studied a master's degree in mindfulness-based cognitive behavioural therapy at Oxford. Ruby, thank you for agreeing to this interview. I'd like to start with your master's degree in mindfulness-based cognitive behavioural therapy. Why this subject? I I was always interested in psychology, but when I went to Berkeley many, many years ago, you couldn't look at a live brain, and I wanted to know what the the results were of therapy on the brain, Mm -hmm. but you'd have to look at a thinking brain. So it it isn't that long ago that that was possible. But the best results seem to be, um, with empirical evidence, that mindfulness cognitive-based therapy had the best results, uh, not just for depression, but OCD, panic, Mm -hmm. anxiety, Mm -hmm. just general well-being. So, of course, I was curious to not only practice something, but then have the evidence that it had an impact on the brain. So, of course, I was attracted. Why did you feel at this point in your career that you wanted to take this path? Uh, Because you have to reinvent at a certain stage in your life. Mm -hmm. You can't hold on, uh, no matter how badly. It leaves you... I always know when to leave the party before it leaves (laughs) me. So at least um, I had an interest. A, a tragedy is when you get to a certain chapter and you have nothing. Um, so it was. All, I always said when I was studying psychology at Berkeley, I'd go back to it. So mm-hmm. that was the time. And why Oxford? Why was it the best place to come and do this? You tell me. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't have had the cachet mm-hmm. anywhere else. But it, I met Mark Williams, who is the co-founder of Mindfulness Based mm-hmm. Family Therapy. And so he said, well, you'd have to get in here. But I never thought I would get into Oxford, but obviously I give good interview. <laughs> and I had a couple of grades rolling around, mm-hmm. so um, so I got in. And did you have much? Life. Did you have much dialogue with him prior? What, what was your kind of conversation with the Mark? He, he gave me a private eight week course, and uh, nobody speaks as, as succinctly as Mark Williams. Mm-hmm. And he's humble, and he's brilliant, and. He's not at all guru or fluffy, which I wouldn't, I couldn't bear. Uh, and I thought, yeah, if he's teaching, I'm going to get in there. Of course, he's not teaching anymore, so I probably <laughs> wouldn't go. And have you, have you maintained that connection with the Oxford Mindfulness Center? Or oh yeah, they're come. Some of them are coming tonight. They are. So and and William Kaiken, who's now taken over. I mean, they are the big boys of mindfulness. They're the pioneers. And do you do anything for them? Is how is that relationship? I think as far as um, fundraising or um, when they want me to speak somewhere, I'm pretty available to them. And so what was it like for you as a postgraduate at Kellogg College? Um, you're a recognisable public figure. How much interaction did you have with the college and with other students? Well, in my class, I had interactions. They weren't too impressed when I first got there. They thought, oh, <laughs> some lightweight celebrity. <laughs> so I didn't really blend. Right. Um, and eventually, eventually, after a year, I think they started to accept me. So there was a lot of sitting isolated in Starbucks, yeah, with nobody. Because they really, uh, it wasn't kudos to work in TV. And, and, and how often would you come up to Oxford? What, what? I don't know. What's the, uh, the master's course is once every five weeks, six weeks. Yeah. And then you do three days. So we're at the Oxford Playhouse, um, where you're just about to kick off your one-woman show, Frazzled. Yeah. Um, what can audiences expect 
on this tour? Well, it's different than the other show. The mm -hmm. other show was um, why things worked perfectly well hundreds of thousands of years ago, but now they've backfired. So we weren't, you know, we aren't homo perfectus yet. If we don't take care, the machine isn't going to last very long. I'm not being dramatic, but they mm -hmm. say by 2020, it's going to be stress that webs us out. So, so that's why kind of my interest. I wasn't, mm -hmm. I don't have time for something that I, has no point. So um, this is what to do about the urgency. And I give a lesson in mindfulness, but my um, signature is it's got to be with a sense of humor mm -hmm. so that they don't really realize it. They think it's when I'm in doing entertainment, but unsuspectingly, they're getting um, a kind of taste of it. So sort of mindfulness under the... Under, under the skin, right. yeah, without them, hopefully. Well, they will notice, but it's not the whole evening. And because you obviously you gave a TED talk, um, which is on your website, um, and you have kind of diagrams that you've drawn of the brain and yeah. people's bodies, is that will that feature? No, not yet. I mean, right. the last show started off with the uh, handmade diagrams, and then it blew into a full multimedia extravaganza. Right. So this one is starting very humbly. Okay. And then let's see if it grows. Um, um, with your last two books, you you seem to be on a mission to save the world's mental health. Um, <laughs> How do you think mindfulness can help an ever-growing population who are bombarded with bad news and yeah. information overload? Well, um, there's good luck finding a shrink, good luck paying for a shrink, <laughs> good luck finding a bed, good luck finding the right medication. If you can, go for it. If you aren't, if, if you live somewhere and you're perfectly content, you know, we're not all frazzled, then leave it alone. Uh, but because I don't see what, what we're going to do with this heavy load of people that are not just mentally ill, but seriously mm. distressed, mindfulness seems to be the only thing you can do on your own. But things work for other people. It's not for everybody. You know, mm. If you swim and that's fine for you, you go ahead. It's just that with mindfulness, I like the evidence in the scanner. And is there some sense of mindfulness in people going for a swim or going for a walk? Yeah, I do talk, I talk about that. That's, per, that's totally legitimate. The only thing is mindfulness isn't that it isn't to uh, get away from stress. Mm -hmm. It's an exercise, just as you would be doing a sit-up. But this mm -hmm. is an exercise of the mind. If you don't do it, you don't grow that area in your brain okay, that will help alleviate stress when it really hits. I mean, so you're doing it for a reason, mm -hmm. not just to mindlessly get, you know, get a tiger behind. And so you're kind of you're you're promoting mindfulness on this tour. What, what do you think longer term? How will it manifest itself? This personal mission of yours. Yeah, this is just one show. I don't know what mm -hmm. comes next. Right. I don't know. You know, people might think, oh, that's what she's become. Mm -hmm. But I don't like to be cornered. So it's just what this show is about. I can't imagine doing another show about the same topic. And do you have some quick mindfulness tips that you could share with the alumni audience listening? You have to learn it, you know, this mm -hmm. isn't, everybody wants a quick fix, you know, they want to say, I did a weekend workshop in, you know, how to heal your inner elf. This is, a, uh, is, is, you know, to learn piano, to learn anything, we have to learn it by rote. It's an exercise of the brain, not that difficult, but if you don't do it regularly, mm -hmm. it's, it's as if you've stopped going to the gym and everything's turned to liquid. It's your choice, go back to it or don't, but it is actually learning to, um, in a sense, be your own shrink is that you you learn to select which thoughts are just fine, let them go, and when you're tipping into that waterfall of stress, and then there's a technique you can do to pull down the cortisol. It's nothing is a hundred percent, 
but at least it gives you a rip, you know, you can't pull the ripcord during the emergency, but you start building, building the muscle so that I have more of a chance of not getting flooded than you do. Right. I still get high anxiety, mm -hmm. but it comes down quicker. So it's, it's a sort of complete change of mindset um, with dealing with kind of um, anxiety provoking stimuli in the environment. It's still there. I mean, you know, you're never going to go blank. It's Stress mm -hmm. will always be there, but it's what happens next that you have some control of. And you're speaking at our alumni weekend in September mm -hmm. um, with the director of the Oxford Mindfulness Centre. Um, what can our alumni expect to hear in your talk? Well, he's a great speaker, but he can combine science and mindfulness, and that's the most interesting. Um, if it's not science-based, if I can't see it or taste it, it doesn't exist. And, and what will be your I'll probably kind of be just the, um, the fluffy girl. <laughs> Who points the thing right. and makes you laugh, <laughs> like in the talk in the game shows? I'm Carol Vorderman. Right. Yeah. I'm okay. holding up the boards. Well, she's got brains, so that's a nice. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Her without brains. Okay. Brains in another area. And are there any kind of? Is there anything of your experience in Oxford that kind of sticks out in your mind? Whether that's on the degree program that you did? Oh, or the just... graduation. Yeah, that was the, the highlight of my life. Why, why was that? Well, to go into that, uh, the Sheldonian, yeah. and mm -hmm. do that ritual, well, I can't. It was so out of this world that I don't even remember it, because I think <laughs> I fainted, and it just kept moving. And it's all in Latin, and it's oh everyone's in subfasts. You'll never get that good. Right. That's the peak. Ruby Wax, thank you for sharing your personal story, and we look forward to hearing more from you at future alumni events. To find out more about the Alumni Weekend, and for other episodes of Alumni Voices, please visit www.alumni.ox.ac.uk.